back to your favorite pick-me-up. I'm back in Providence. I am recording episode five, which is crazy because I feel like we just started yesterday and I've been talking about starting for so long, so it's just weird to me how there's already five episodes. I'm trying to get settled this week into my house and just being out of routine for so long I feel like I really have a lot of stuff to do to kind of just reestablish myself here I finished school around December 18th and so it's been over a month since I've really been on my whole structure grind and everything I've been doing stuff obviously for my thesis but it hasn't been my normal routine of like going everywhere and stuff like that so I think it's going to be really good to get back into that I'm really excited to get back into it which is kind of weird because it's like going to be a lot busier and stuff but I think that I've realized that I do thrive off being busy just because I feel like when I'm busier I actually make more time for myself and to do things that I want to do because I can have that sense of urgency like when I'm doing something I'm like I need to get this done because I have plans later I need to get this done because I have something else to do later and I don't know if anyone else can relate to that, but I feel like once I get my routine established in a place, it's just like second nature. But now that I've been off it for so long, I like have to put the effort back in again. So that's a little bit about what's going on with me. I think the last two episodes were a little bit lighter. And today we're going to talk about related to what I was just saying, routines, habits, how to change these things like your routines and your habits and then also how to accomplish your goals in life and be accountable. So I don't want today to be talking as if I have all of the knowledge on this topic because I clearly don't and I don't have my life together. I'm trying to get my life together currently but it's more just me discussing what has worked for me in the past, what's working for me now, and my general thoughts about the topic. So I hope you guys enjoy. I feel like all my friends have been traveling, some have had COVID, and everyone has kind of been all over the map. So hopefully this can be like a reset for both me and everyone listening. My rose this week is that my sister... I actually have two roses. My sister scored in her game against Brown. This was like actually the best moment ever. I was so, so excited for her. I was like jumping up and down. So I talked about last week um, in the episode with Lex. I was like, this is probably going to be my rose. And it definitely was. So it was 0-0 and my sister got a breakaway and scored. And I just, like, haven't seen her score a goal in so long. And, like, it was just the cutest thing ever. My brother was so excited, too. And my family was visiting this weekend besides my sister, Emmy, so everyone else. And that was a really fun moment for all of us just celebrating Elena. And we had a nice dinner after. And then my other rose is that we went skating this weekend in Newport, which is only like 40 minutes away from here. It was my roommate Lara's birthday, and my brother was really 
feeling the skating and like pushing everyone around in those little things that you're supposed to hold on to so you don't fall and so we're all just kind of like fooling around and like having a good day in Newport and then we had like a fun lunch and I got a spiked cappuccino which was really good um if anyone ever tries that (laughs) and Newport is beautiful so that was just nice um especially because we've kind of been running out of things to do in this really really cold weather and so that was like definitely a really good winter vibe my thorn for this week is just like a conflict that I realized that's happening in my brain like nothing really happened I was just thinking about this I know maybe some people are also like this so I normally work out every single day and I have this like weird I don't want to say it's like an obsession with it but I get super anxious if I don't work out every day and I feel like it just makes my day so much more focused when I do work out and when I don't work out I'm honestly like beating myself up because I know I could be more focused and I could be less anxious if I did work out but then sometimes I'm just honestly so exhausted that I like can't fit it into my day and so it's kind of this constant battle like if I do take a day off of like beating myself up about it and I just kind of feel like my internal dialogue is unhealthy unhealthy with that and I want to take more rest days because I know when I take a rest day like the next day is really really good for me at the gym and like I feel so good and so I know it's good for me and for my body to like prevent injuries and like everything like that I know the benefits but it's just mentally so much better for me when I do work out because I don't even know how to explain it like I've read so many studies about how exercise affects your brain and it like gives you a lot more oxygen throughout the day to your neurons and stuff but I don't even know what it is I really struggle if I don't work out so I am honestly not even trying to improve this I have a lot of other areas in my life that I'm trying to improve currently and I don't want to overwhelm myself but I just want to remind myself that if I do take a day off, it's not the end of the world. And I can honestly just go for a walk if it's not 10 degrees. <laughs> but I don't know if anyone really relates to that. But it's just kind of a unhealthy internal dialogue that I've been having. And I want to stop beating myself up about it. But I'm not even really sure how. And I don't really have all the answers to solve my issues in my life and I think if you're feeling the same way about something that you just your brain just goes towards certain thought certain thought patterns and you don't know how to really stop it then you're definitely not alone because I have the tendencies to feel the same way I'm just gonna try my best going forward So my good news for this week, I'm actually going to replace with some happiness recommendations because I looked on the internet and it was to my dismay that there was not that many good things that happened in the world this week, which is a little bit depressing, (laughs) but it's okay. I have some things to listen, things to watch and things to eat, which I think that you guys might enjoy. So things to listen. There's a playlist on Spotify called Banana Pancakes Vibes. And it's so calming, so nice. 
think like Rex Orange County, John Mayer, Frank Ocean, super, super chill vibes, like some oldies, stuff like that. Sunday Morning by Maroon 5, that's the kind of thing that we're going for. And it's a really nice playlist to listen to in the morning or if you're feeling like rushed or like you can't calm your mind. It's a really, really relaxing playlist. And I've been trying to listen to a little bit less like sad and depressing music because that is honestly my go-to. I was actually talking to Lex about this last week off air. I was like, dude, I don't know. I just listened to such depressing music on Spotify and she was like, same. And then we both were just like, yeah, it makes us think of really depressing moments in our life. And then it's just like a spiral of like the music makes you more depressed. You think about more depressing things and then you think about more depressing things and you want to listen to more depressing music. And it's just like not a good um, path to go down. And so this week I was like, okay, let me just look up some like more upbeat playlists. And this banana pancakes playlist is so good. And it really helps me with that to not be like really in my feels to Adele every day. So my other thing to listen is the Sunday Scaries podcast. So Will DeFreeze is the host of this and it's literally a podcast about so much random stuff and it comes out every Sunday and it's kind of meant to combat the Sunday Scaries, which is just like on Sundays when you get really anxious about the week ahead. And this guy is literally from Harbor Springs, Michigan, which is so funny because my family has a cottage there and obviously I'm from Michigan. And so he talks about like fun up north things, which I think is cool. But he also just like literally talks about anything. And it's very nice because it's really a welcome distraction from my Sunday thoughts. And that's what I think it's meant to be. So if you guys look up Sunday Scaries podcast, listen to it and tell me what you think. Things to watch. So on the plane this week, I watched Devil Wears Prada. Love that movie. It's just like, I don't know. It's inspiring because Anne Hathaway is just running around New York City like a crazy person doing all the errands and stuff for Miranda Priestly, which is Meryl Streep. And I feel like I want to emulate that energy when I'm like running around doing all my tasks for the podcast and for school and for my TA job and everything. And I also obviously love my fashion (laughs) and I want that to be good too. My other recommendation for what to watch is the original Spider-Man movies. I don't even even know if these are like the actual original original but the ones with Tommy Maguire because he is in hopefully this isn't a spoiler him and Andrew Garfield are in the new Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland which I saw with my mom this past week which was really good I think if you don't know the Marvel characters that are associated with Spider-Man, you might not like it just because they involved a lot of past villains and people that are out of the Marvel universe, but it kind of just inspired me to watch the original Tobey Maguire because that was obviously like the first one I ever watched when I was younger, and I think it just really hits. Next, the new season of Emily in Paris. This is probably a little late, but I just feel like this is a really happy vibe. And I know like 
some people think that Emily in Paris is just not even like problematic, but I just feel like people recognize that it's just a show with lacking, I guess, substance, but sometimes that's just what you need, I feel like. I feel like sometimes you don't really need a show that's going to be super dramatic and super captivating. You just want something light and like to maybe brighten up your day or make you laugh. So Emily in Paris kind of did that for me and it definitely takes me to another world, which I love because Paris is very romanticized in my mind, but that's how I want to keep it. Okay. Things to eat. So I had a really good Buddha bowl, like slash grain bowl this week, which was amazing. And it had like sweet potatoes, chickpeas, quinoa, like greens, and then like a miso ginger dressing, and then pickled um, onions. I feel like this is just like going to be a good, hopefully, dinner idea for everyone or like a lunch idea because you can substitute so many different things. Like you can put chicken, you could put normal potatoes, you could put beans in there, literally anything. Just like some people call it a hot salad, but it's a really good winter staple because it's warm, but it's also like you have like the nutrition aspect of it being kind of salady. Or you could do like a soup, which is like the ultimate winter lunch. Um, And then I also think homemade pancakes would be really good. I made some this week with rolled oats, a banana, baking powder, honey, and I think peanut butter and blueberries. And then my last recommendation for food, sorry if you're like not a foodie and I'm just continuing to talk about food. It's lava cakes. I had a lava cake this week from Il Massimo in Providence, which is like the Italian district, which is Federal Hill, it's called. And it was just so good and chocolatey. And I feel like it's a good Valentine's Day, pre-Valentine's Day, or do it for Valentine's Day um, celebration. Okay, so the creator of the week... um, So this is actually funny because I was watching football last night with my boyfriend. I've been kind of getting into football more lately just because obviously it's the NFL playoffs and there's a lot of games going on. There's certain people in my life that I have been oblivious that they really support these teams like around the nation. Like I feel like people are just random fans of teams if they aren't fans of like their home team but last night me and Tommy were watching the Bills Chiefs game which was literally insane and maybe I like like football now because I was watching on the news this morning and it was like this is the most exciting weekend of football ever and I'm like oh of course this is why um maybe that's why I'm actually paying attention now because it's actually exciting like the game last night was really cool Shout out Kat. I feel really bad. She's a huge Bills fan, and we were FaceTiming her last night as they lost. But they did really good. I felt really bad for Josh Allen because he looked like he was going to cry, and he really tried hard. So shout out to him. I, oh yeah, okay, my creator of the week is Walter Camp, who is the father of football. 
apparently people were playing something similar to soccer that was like kind of a soccer rugby hybrid originally like in the ivy leagues which was in the 1860s when it started and then it kind of started becoming more and more like rugby and less like soccer and they originally called it the boston game but then walter camp came along when he was at yale and he came up with the transition from the boston game to american football and he thought of like the whole downs idea and i think this is funny as a creative of the week because it is so creative to think of a game like football and i was kind of thinking about this because there's so many rules to football with like the downs and like the field goals and everything and what goes into i'm sure it's like developed over the years but everything that goes into it is so intricate like the overtime rules even and you do have to be creative to think of a game that's going to be this intense and have this many people like it's a billion dollar industry i'm sure and there's so much entertainment that goes into it and just like captivate people's minds definitely takes someone creative and there has been like i'm sure many creatives over the years that have been involved in this process but walter camp was the original father of football so that is why i'm shouting out him this week and i'm actually kind of getting excited for i think the next playoff games which are this upcoming sunday and then the super bowl also which normally i just watch for the commercials and the food but maybe i'll pay attention to more this year okay so now we're gonna get into the episode sorry if that was like a long introduction talking about food and stuff but hopefully you guys enjoyed i don't think i want to be talking too much about this like dramatic morning routine so we're gonna start talking about morning routines but I have listened to a few podcasts. I won't say like the specific podcast, but I know there's a certain guy named Ed Milet who talks about his morning routine, which is like really, really insane. And he wakes up at like something crazy, like 4 a.m. And I know a lot of people like subscribe to waking up at 4 a.m., but for the majority, I think that's not really sustainable and not that concrete or helpful. I like listening to people's morning routine out of curiosity sometimes. Like those crazy people, they're like, take a 20-minute cold shower. And I'm like, why would you subject yourself to that? Like, come on. But I don't think eating three grains of rice and then meditating for an hour and a half and then you're going to be eventually keep on doing that, waking up at 4 a.m. And then one day you're going to be Steve Jobs. Like, that's just not realistic. Like, literally read the outliers. There's definitely people that just get to certain places because of circumstance it's not because they had a like crazy morning routine but I think there is something to be said about having a morning routine and talking about establishing something sustainable for you to do every day that can benefit you in a number of ways which I'm going to get into but I just want to say before I start talking about morning routines that I have been subjected to listening to certain podcasts that do made you make you feel bad about yourself because they're just talking about oh this person does this crazy thing all day it's kind of similar to the energy of like this Victoria's Secret model this is her diet and it's so perfect and like not everyone is going to benefit from that because it's not a sustainable way for them and if you're a CEO telling people 
your morning routine, maybe you're not necessarily telling them to do that morning routine. It's more of an inspiration to them to figure out what works for them, which I think is the better mindset in what they should be projecting because it's not like you are going to do that and then a certain result is going to come out of it. And I didn't really have a morning routine in college, so I definitely woke up and went on my phone um, every morning and then I just went to class. But that was like the energy. Like I had so much stuff to do all day. I was running around. I didn't really have like that zen moment in the morning ever. And I worked out a lot of times in the middle of the day in college, which I realized like towards senior year takes forever. If you get ready for your day and then you work out later in the day, it's like you get ready for your day and then you get back into your gym clothes and then you work out and then you have to get ready for the day again, like put on your makeup, put on a new outfit, like if you do in the middle of the day. So I think it's more time efficient to go to the gym either in the morning or the evening, but the middle of the day is kind of just two getting ready situations for me, which I realize is not as sustainable. And I realized this actually on September 12th of this year when I listened to Alexis Fernandez podcast, Do You Effing Mind? I'm not going to swear on here. But she was talking in her podcast about decision fatigue, which changed my routine because I listened to her talk about how your brain can only handle so many decisions per day. And so if you wake up and you don't know what you're going to have for breakfast and you don't know what you're going to wear to your workout. You don't know what you're going to do at the gym. You don't know what you're going to pack for lunch. All of those decisions that have to be made in the morning are going to cause you to have decision fatigue, which leaves you less room for your decisions that are actually going to be more important for your life later in the day. So someone Sorry to bring up Steve Jobs again, but he actually wore the same exact outfit every day because of this phenomenon. Because it's true. Your brain, when it gets into habits, doesn't have to try as hard to do all of these things in the morning because, number one, you don't have to make these decisions. And number two, you're just used to doing your routine. So I really changed my routine after listening to this podcast, which is interesting, the podcast by Alexis. And it's interesting because a lot of times I feel like podcasts are, there are some self-help moments that I gain from them, but there's never been a podcast episode that's ever changed my life the way that this one did. So after listening to that, I was like, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to really simplify my mornings and I feel like it will make me just happier and make my time more efficiently managed. So my morning routine that I established after this listening, I will just go into what I do personally and then I'm going to go into what benefits there are to having a morning routine in general and why I do the things that I do. So I did this this morning actually for the first time in like a month since being home and you guys know all that just threw me off my routine. But I wake up at 6.30, I make my bed. I think this is actually the one part of the routine that everyone should do just because it gives you that little tick of motivation for the day after you've made your bed. You're like, okay, one task and then the rest of the task should get like 
pretty much done from here. Like it kind of just starts a ball rolling on your to-do list, which I think is good. I put on my robe, then I wash my face and brush my teeth, get my workout clothes on, which I normally have my workout clothes. I don't put them out because I don't like seeing things on my desk at night, but I have them in the top part of my drawer. Put them on. I start my car, remote start because it's winter, you guys know. Make a coffee and then I head to the gym. And recently I've been trying to know what workout I want to do. So this morning I have been talking to you guys about how I like Peloton workouts. And I decided this morning I would do a Jess Sims strength workout at the gym. So I already had that kind of decided for me. And I did that workout at the gym and then I came home, showered, made my breakfast and my lunch that I would pack to bring to the library. I knew what I was having for lunch because yesterday when I went to the grocery store, I picked out everything. Um, Today I completed all these things and I felt really good and I felt like it is something sustainable and simple for me to do. And what I described today is basically what I had been doing for the past like three months before Christmas, um, since September 12th. And why this routine works for me is because I keep my decision-making to a minimum. And so I can save the harder decisions for later in the day. It helps me think clear and be more creative. Again, I think I can be creative on this podcast because I, in the morning, wasn't having to be stressing out about what to do. I just like did my stuff. And then I had more time to be creative when thinking of ideas for what I wanted to talk to you guys about and then I also think that a morning routine helps you with control so a lot of days I randomly just wake up a little bit anxious for honestly no reason it's not like I have like any crazy tasks to do that day like I know I have a lot of tasks to do I have to get my stuff done for work for school for stuff like that I have people counting on me yes but it's not like there's some crazy crazy interview I have or something like that I just wake up and I'm a little anxious and I think my morning routine really helps combat this anxiety that I feel when I first wake up because it helps me be in control of something and a lot of what anxiety and like being anxious is is you're not in control of things and you don't feel comfortable being out of control but if you have the capacity to control your morning routine then you won't feel as anxious because you are in control at least at like for some part of your day that's just like how I think of it I don't know if that's how everyone thinks of it I also think my morning routine works because it gives me more time for everyone else in my day because I feel like when I start my day thinking about myself, it gives me more time later in the day to think about everyone else in my relationships. So I've taken care of myself. Now I can pour my energy into seeing how all the people close to me are doing. And I'm very extroverted, so this is definitely helpful for me because I do get my energy from other people, checking on them, seeing, put, putting my energy into them after I put my energy into myself. I also think just simple, simplifying things for yourself. Don't do things too complex because this can, I guess, cause you to be more distracted in the morning if you're doing task after task after task that isn't really being productive to your day so I think just simplifying it is like the best practice for that 
to start a morning routine, I'm also going to talk about some tips that I have. This is just from my own experience that I've only been doing this for three months of my life. So definitely take this with a grain of salt. But what I wrote down is to simplify things for yourself. As I just said, um, do things that work for you. So for me, I actually tried to do in the morning a meditation I talked to you guys in 10 best ways to chill out about how I'm going to try to meditate more and I tried to do a meditation in the mornings and it just was not helpful for me. I felt more anxious after doing it because I felt like I was just prolonging my workout and I wanted to get my workout done before I meditated and honestly before, um, or not before, like meditation works better for me when I have a free moment later in the day rather than the morning because it does stress me out more in the morning. And I think that just goes to show that certain people are going to love meditation in the morning, certain people aren't. And so trying out doing things that work for you is the best thing. I know journaling is a popular thing just for ideas for you guys. People do skincare in the morning, like eye patches, face roller, listen to a five-minute news podcast, have a certain playlist you put on every day. Things like that are definitely ideas of what you can add to your morning routine. Just for me personally, they don't work for me. So I don't do those things. But I guess just a trial and error of what works for you and not being too hard on yourself. If there's something you try and it's like that wasn't a great morning, try again tomorrow. It's really in life you have days upon days to try new things. And it's a blessing because every day you can choose certain things about your day. You can choose what playlist you want to put on. You can choose to make your bed or to not make your bed, hopefully. And with this freedom, you can switch up your morning routine and try to figure out what works for you. I also think a good idea is to have alternatives in place. I think you should... If, for example, there's no K-cups, this would be upsetting for me because, or like no Nespresso cups, um, because I drink coffee every morning. I think that I would try to just have tea or get coffee at the gym and quickly think of a solution or just have, think about, okay, if I run out of K-cups one day, I'm going to have this alternative of tea as a backup or I'll have backup K-cups. So just thinking about alternatives for certain things that you normally do if for example your meditation that you do every day is suddenly not available because your 30-day trial ran out relatable for me with the peloton app but you might want to think of a backup on youtube that you could do and i think that's like a smart thing is just having backups in place so you're not going to have like a freak out that one thing isn't available because honestly when you do get into habits it's like chop 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 and one little thing it's like can be a little stressful, but if you have the backups in place, you'll be good. Okay. And then lastly, I would say to make little changes first. So when developing your morning routine, making little changes first is key. I would say introducing things all at once is extremely overwhelming and it's probably not going to be sustainable when you just breadcrumb things like even for my new year's resolutions which isn't um part of my morning routine but it's just something that i want to do in life i think introducing something weekly first or even monthly first like i want to read for 20 minutes a day 
I'm not going to start that by doing it every single day. I'm going to start it by doing it once a week and then I'll introduce it two days a week, three days a week, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually I'll be reading once every day. But I think if you try to introduce something every single day, it might be like you're having to move too many things around and you can't sustainably keep up with that. And you want to keep up with the changes that you make in your life because that's what's going to help you accomplish your goals. So this that's like all I have to say about morning routines. I love my morning routine. I'm going to stick with it. So now I'm going to talk about accomplishing some changes in your life to reach your goals more generally and move on from morning routines. Oh, actually, I wanted to say something about another type of routine. So when you get home, I guess, from work, I don't really have a night routine. I feel like I, I mean, maybe I do. I just put on my pajamas, do my skincare, brush my teeth, and then I guess I do have a night routine. Okay, that's interesting. I feel like I didn't really know I had a night routine because I don't really even think about what I'm doing at night. It's just like really second nature to me and my morning routine takes more effort. That's interesting to self-reflect about. Another routine is like when you get home from work slash school, I think the natural tendency is to just pass out on your bed and go on your phone. So maybe a routine for that would be to um, like clean up all of your stuff from work, like put everything away that you brought to work before you do that. And routines don't have to just be in the morning. As we just said, there's a night routine and then there can be a routine for anything. That's basically what I'm trying to say. And if you want to establish that, you can use the tips that I just shared for really anything and for accomplishing not just a routine, um, accomplishing some goals in your life. So I think first off for accomplishing, I guess, some goals in life, I would say to be practical with your time. So when you're introducing things into your life, it's easy to just be like, yeah, like my New Year's resolution for 2022, I am going to read more books and I am going to finish my thesis, i.e. me. But if I don't make time for doing my thesis each week, I'm not going to do it because there's other things that are obviously going to come first, like my deadlines that are weekly instead of my deadline that's months from now. So same thing with reading. If I want to read this certain amount of books per year, I'm just going to say that at the beginning of the year and then just read when I can that's probably going to result in me not reading. I think being realistic with yourself about how much time these things take and actually planning out times where you can accomplish these goals is important, especially because it's hard to think about. When you're thinking about a whole year, it's like seems like an infinite amount of time, even though obviously like the days, isn't that something people say? Like the days are long, but the years are short. So when you think you have all this time, you really don't because if you don't make the time each week, the weeks are just going to go by and you're not going to do something. So I think making time for your goals and even making time for goals like last year in 2021, one of my goals was to be less late for things. 
and it might not seem like I need to book out time in my day to be to think about being less late but I actually did because that time I used to manage my schedule better and I had to think and be realistic about how long it took to get places and calculate on Google Maps, figure out how long it takes to do traffic, think about what I want to do in the morning and how long those things take for making my coffee and all that. And so putting the time in so you can actually accomplish these goals to plan for doing these things is smart too. So I will have to purchase a book in order to start reading. I can't just start reading books, you know. And another goal could be you want to be less reactive. Maybe being less reactive doesn't have like a concrete book you can buy on that, but you can journal maybe about how you could be less reactive and why you feel reactive a lot of the time because it does still take time if you want something to happen that's less concrete and you shouldn't just speak your goals into the abyss and expect things to happen and obviously not everyone is perfect at this and I think a lot of people just talk about their 22 22 goals and there's less people talking about how to actually accomplish those goals and so that's what I wanted to touch on today. I also want to remind everyone to be patient with these goals. So when you're introducing things week by week, not everything is going to be in your control. So when maybe you're introducing things week by week by trying to improve your resume and your cover letter skills and you want to get a summer internship. So if you don't get something, like you get rejected from a job, you feel like, oh, like, I'm trying to accomplish this goal, I'm doing my best, but it's not working out for me, I'm just going to give up. You know, good things aren't going to come easily. And I think a lot of people who have such success, you don't see the parts of them where they're working hard and they're getting rejected. And I think just being patient when you're trying to accomplish goals is really important because yes, not everything is in your control, but you can control your efforts every week. And a lot of people who like have success on social media, for example, I know the Skinny Confidential, they were saying how um, Lauren Everts has had that blog since, what, like 2012 or something, and at first people were making fun of her like in her workout classes because she was just like talking about her experiences, and a blog was a pretty new thing back then, and eventually her blog didn't well, first her blog didn't make money for years, and then after years and years of doing her blogs for no money, people started getting traction on social media with it, and she started making money off of it, and now she has like a million dollar podcast. So if she didn't have that initial drive to do those things for herself, then she wouldn't have accomplished that. So just being patient with yourself and your goals good things do take time. You know that saying, nothing worth having comes easily. I don't totally believe that because like I'm thinking about my morning coffee, like it came pretty easily and it was worth having. But I think you guys get the gist of what I'm trying to say when it comes to that. Okay, lastly, I want to talk about accountability. 
I love when people get specific about things. We actually were inspired to talk about accountability at dinner the other day because my brother brought up just accountability in general and he was like, what do you think about accountability? And I was like, um, I don't, what do you mean by that? Because accountability is such a complex idea and it it is my pet peeve when people try to simplify things that are so so complex and I think it helps to simplify things because you can easily make things make sense in your brain if they're more simple rather than being more complex but I think that's not living in a realistic place like accountability could be accountability to yourself could be accountability to others could be accountability to yourself in a certain realm of life it could be accountability to work um i think i could be more accountable in general probably to myself and to others um but the issue is definitely complicated and i do want to give rise to that and I'm not gonna say like a one-size-fits-all approach to accountability or being more accountable what I will say is I think accountability to everything outside of yourself comes from being accountable to yourself because at the end of the day the most important thing is to be accountable to your own self and I think being internally motivated is a key to actually accomplishing things so if your mom tells you to do something you are likely to do it because you won't get in trouble for example or at work you're doing something because you don't want to miss your deadline you don't want to get in trouble at work you want to keep your job you want to keep your paycheck but what happens when you start your own company and there's no one keeping you accountable week by week for your progress in your company and there's no one keeping you accountable for example to do your morning routine if I don't want to do my morning routine I can still make it to work I can still make my deadlines you know so I think being accountable to yourself before being accountable to everyone else is most important and I think this kind of goes along with being more authentic which is you know my theme for the year um being more authentic to myself would be being realistic with myself about what I can actually accountable accomplish and being more accountable and being honest I guess with myself about my natural tendencies so I think this also helps with your confidence because when you are accountable to yourself you feel confident like if I set a goal and I accomplish it it gives me that confidence. If I tell myself I'm going to do something and then I do it, it kind of establishes like a sense of trust and that trust goes along with that accountability. And because I can trust myself to do things, I feel more confident. And I'm not saying that this is me all the time, but I'm saying when I do on the sometimes rare occasion that I actually do something that I say I'm going to do, it helps me with my confidence. And I think the way to hold yourself accountable or a way to hold yourself accountable that I thought of would be just to check in with yourself. So sometimes, obviously, in work, you aren't holding yourself accountable because you are held accountable by your boss. But 
I think a way that you can individually hold yourself accountable separate from your boss and from other people's perception of your work is just to think critically about how you think you've improved or what your progress has been over however many months that you've been working there. I think a good thing to do would be to journal your thoughts out about this or just honestly I used to open a Google Doc and write things because I was too lazy to like physically write in a journal but I think always like being self-aware about how you're doing in a certain task is a way to keep yourself accountable because then you're actually you know how much you've accomplished you know how much you've improved then you can figure out how much you still want to improve going forward and I think it's okay like we're all out here trying to do our best and no one's perfect I think it's important with accountability to admit who you are and your natural personality so for me I know naturally I have the tendency to over commit to plans so I will tell someone that I can do something even though in the back of my mind I know I probably can't do that thing like it's those memes when like I text them like text someone yeah let's hang out next week like we're not hanging out next week but actually I just overcommit because I get really excited by opportunities to do things and so a way I try to hold myself accountable is only committing to things that I actually can do and not I guess pretending like I am going to be able to do something because I actually at my core feel bad about saying no so I just say yes and then say no which actually in reality makes it worse so if you just say no off the bat it makes it easier for everyone involved but for some reason I feel bad when I say no outright and this is even extends to like if I am going to be a few minutes late for something, which we already discussed, is sometimes a tendency of mine. So if I'm going to be a few minutes late for something, sometimes I'll tell people I'm going to be there like five minutes earlier than I'm actually supposed to be there based on the GPS because I feel really guilty that I am going to be late and I don't want to make people wait because I feel like that's rude and I don't want to be rude, but... It's honestly not better to lie about it, you know. You should just be truthful and it does help both people in the situation in the end and they probably wish I, they knew the actual time I was going to be there because maybe they're going to be late too, like who, who even knows. And I want to be honest with others because I feel like that can make myself be accountable in the future. So if I tell them, oh, I'm going to be five minutes late. And they're like, oh, like, I'm a little bummed because I am only have an hour for this coffee date and I really wanted to, you know, hang out with you. Then I'll feel like because I was honest this time, I, first of all, am not disappointing them because they're not just like waiting around, like, where is she, where is she? And second of all, I'm accountable to myself where next time I know, I want to leave earlier and I can trust myself to be honest with myself and with others and just being self-aware of my own tendencies helps me be accountable to 
the things that I tend to do and the things that I want to get better better at in the future. And I think it does take effort to be vulnerable and honest. And I definitely didn't like accomplish talking about the full scope of this topic. And maybe I'll do another episode about how I organize myself or how I um, accomplish things more just getting into the nitty-gritty but I did just want to touch on this topic hopefully as a little bit of inspiration for 2022 and getting everything started for the new year for everyone I do think that this is probably a little bit late (laughs) um, because hopefully you guys are already you know getting onto that routine and getting everything started for the new year but I really enjoyed talking about this topic because I feel like there's still so much for me to learn and I want to always be getting better. Next week we are having an exciting guest. It won't just be me. We are having my mom on the podcast. She's going to be talking about being a role model slash mentor slash parent as well as work-life balance which I'm super super happy about she is one of my biggest role models and I really want to pick her brain about the wisdom she's acquired over the years so follow the instagram at your fave pick me up and as always thank you guys so so much for listening and I'll see you next week